It is Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, happy to be joined now, Michelle Leonard. Uh, the season is off and running, and, and uh, boy, the schedule is a really interesting non-conference schedule. Michelle is the new coach at, uh, new soccer coach at Baylor. And Michelle, did they, did they leave you, they left you a really easy schedule, didn't they? This is. Yeah, just walk just... in the park for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that uh, scheduling for coaches, uh, and I was even talking to another coach last night about this, scheduling can be extremely important. I know it is in baseball. I know it is softball. And I would think soccer is uh, very important as well because you want to get the, you know, the proper amount of sort of postseason points and everything you need. But you also don't want to drive your players into the ground early. So um, I, what is the – I mean, when you face this, Michelle, and, and um, I mean, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and then coming up Florida and UNC, uh, I, I, I guess, first of all, what are the positives – when you kind of start with that kind of uh, uh, a murderer's row, if you, if you found any positives in this? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously every game is difficult that we have on our schedule this year. There's no question about that. But I do think the positives are that right away we get out there and we figure out exactly who we are. We have an opportunity to try some different things, to be challenged. Um, if we have weaknesses, and we do, then those are exposed early in the season. And so the quicker we can kind of get to the core of what we need to work on the most, the better we're going to be in the middle and the end of the season. And, you know, opening weekend was tough for us, but we were in a position to win either of those games. We could have come out 2-0. and We didn't, but we were competing well. Um, we were learning in the meantime, and we're still missing three or four major contributors that are out with injuries. So if we can get them healthy and back on the field uh, in the next couple of weeks, even with the tough schedule that lies ahead, we could be in a really good position around conference time. Yeah, that's going to be that'll be great to get uh, to get some of those players back. I noticed you were in your first two uh, lineups. Uh, you did make some changes. Are are you someone, uh, uh, Michelle, that likes to once you kind of decide on uh, the rhythm of? Do you like kind of changing things up, or do you are you more comfortable? Hey, this is this is my starting group, and this is what I'm going to stick with for a while. It, it seems like uh, you know you're experimenting a little bit here early in the season. Yeah, we are a little bit. We're trying to see who's going to have the best chemistry, who's going to play together the best on the field, as well as a little bit of just matchups with our opponent. You know, we've got to make sure that we're dealing with their strengths, that maybe we're trying to expose their weaknesses, and also who's in good form that week, who looked good at training, who's picking up on the concepts uh, that we're working on. And so two games is not very many to have determined that yet. I imagine in the next few games we'll probably settle into more consistency. We also really want to have – a high level of competition at training every day um, and depth that we can trust and count on. So if, if we're changing two or three of the starters kind of regularly throughout the season, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it means that a lot of kids are working really hard and trying to put themselves in a position to be in that first 11. And if they're not, they're ready to come off the bench and be at the same level, uh, which is really what we need from everyone. Yeah, I, I enjoyed some of the videos. I like the light show. I, I just like, you know, it just everybody kind of getting going. I think everybody's excited about the season and getting it rolling. Like, what um, do you kind of, as you think about, uh, you know, your venue and, and what it could be, become, 
what what was when you and you think back on your 14 years at DBU, uh, where do you think this thing is headed? Do you kind of sense that, especially with the kids now in school and hopefully getting excited about the team? What do you think the atmos- atmosphere could be like at some of these games? Yeah, I mean we have an amazing facility right here on the river. Um, it's it's so beautiful. The, the field itself is amazing. Uh, you know, over time, we'd like to continue to, to grow and develop that facility and, and put in a video board and some stadium seating and really continue to make it one of the best in the country. And um, the turnout, even on some of our exhibition games here at the beginning of the season, was awesome from the community. And, and school hadn't even started back yet. We were unfortunate against uh, Wisconsin that our game time had to move up because of weather. And I think that affected we probably would have had quite a few more folks out at seven instead of five. And so the community is so supportive. Um, It's a lot of fun out there. And as we get more comfortable in our own skin, I expect that we're going to have a lot of fun engaging with the fans and getting fan support and and hopefully making a fun and exciting environment for them to want to come to. And especially once we get into conference matchups and there's a lot of emotion on the field, a lot of rivalries that we've got that we're hosting at home this season. It's going to be a lot of fun. We hope folks will come out and support us. All right, Michelle Leonard joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. These games coming up at a neutral field uh, in um, in Austin. I, this is going to be fascinating. Um, UNC, a storied program. I, I looked it up. I think they've won 21 national titles. Um, I'm, I, I don't know if that's something you want to tell your uh, uh, your players, you know, right before the game. <laughs> I think they... They have a good idea, but to me, this is uh, it is quite an opportunity, and and it's one of those things that can rise to the challenge. I mean, is it do do these girls grow up uh, like hearing all these stories of Mia Hamm and UNC, and and I guess they're very familiar with that, and 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 that has to be kind of a neat opportunity to play a team, and of course, you're wanting to build at Baylor. Um, I mean, that's hard to say, okay, we're going to turn it into UNC, but it, it's, uh, it, it is something to strive for, and I would think that creates an incredible opportunity. It does, and it gives us a really good understanding of what that level really is. And I don't think we're going to see another program do what they've done over the past 20 or 30 years. Um, so now I don't think it's about becoming another UNC. It's about becoming the best version of Baylor that we can be, being a top-10 program consistently, competing eventually one day for a national championship. It's always going to be really difficult. There's a lot of really good programs. And when North Carolina started their program, you know, 25-plus years ago, there were so few women's soccer programs, and there are a lot more now. And so even they haven't had the same run. Those 21 national championships, most of them did not happen in the last five to ten years. And so, um, they're, But they are very good. This year especially, I think they're ranked number one in the country right now. Um, they're very good. They're loaded with talent. But – that's our measuring stick. I mean, that's where we want to be eventually. And so it is a great challenge. I think what's nice is the pressure is not on us here. We get an opportunity to come out and, and compete. Um, I think for me personally, the biggest challenge for us is how are we going to handle this mentally? Are we going to go out and stay in the game and compete and not be intimidated? Or are the lights going to be a little bit too bright? And I think that's a challenge for a young team like we have right now. So I wouldn't trade it. You know, I know that it's going to be challenging and I'm excited for that. We've got to focus on Florida first. We've got them, on Thursday, and that's a winnable game for us, and we really need to be dialed in and focus on that. But as soon as we get through that game and hopefully come out with a positive result, then we'll put our best foot forward on Sunday and, and go out there and, and compete with North Carolina. I think these games might be on the Longhorn Network, I saw. And, I've you yeah, know, that's a network I usually try to avoid at all costs, Michelle. <laughs> but I think for that reason, I wouldn't mind checking it out. I, when you go to some of these tournaments, or uh, there was one recently, a big one in Seattle, and you're out recruiting 
like what kind of response are you getting? You all those years, obviously, this is a. Uh, you created and, and built a great program at, at DBU, and you were recruiting to that, and you knew you were probably looking for a special type of person. And I would think, you know, it's it's similar at Baylor. It, it, I, you know, I don't know if it's the exact same or not, but what has been your response when you show up at some of these, you know, high-ranking type events or tournaments? What, how are people responding uh, when they see you in your Baylor gear, and what do you think the program's perception is out there? Um, we're getting a great response. We get tons of emails and contacts asking us to come out and watch them play when we're at these national recruiting events with top-tier players. I mean, right now in our 23 and 24 recruiting classes, we're in conversations with, with kids that are in conversations with Stanford and UCLA and maybe North Carolina. So we're up there. We're in those talks. I think it's going to take a year or two of success to maybe win out some of those recruiting battles, but I feel that there's a tremendous amount of respect for Baylor. And when we're out there in Baylor gear, we're getting plenty of attention. It's not like we have a lack of players to look at. Um, And the reality is, like DBU, Baylor is not the right fit for everyone, and that's fine. We want to find the kids that are the right fit for us and that we're the right fit for them um, and that are going to fit the culture of the university, the culture of the soccer program, and they can play at this level. And so maybe that pool of players is a little smaller than it is at a few other places, uh, but they're out there and they exist. um, And we have a lot of them right now that are interested in us as well. So it's really just us doing our homework and digging in deep and going around the world and finding the kids that we need that fit here. Okay. I like these Dallas, uh, some of the recruits that, uh, some of the commitments you've landed, uh, the Dallas area. I think there was somebody out in Flower Mound, somebody from the Houston area I know too. So a lot of great players across Texas. And so it's been fun to watch. Now let's talk about a few of your players just so far in the game, um, as you said, the Wisconsin game and then the Minnesota game before that. Seemed like I was looking and Ashley Merrill was uh, squeezing off some shots. Maddie played well. And then, of course, Kaylee Abels, who was a preseason uh, all Big 12. Uh, how are some of these, you know, these, these your young women that are going to be the leaders for you? Who's kind of emerging? And I know it's very early, but who are you kind of seeing yeah. at least early kind of emerge in training and, and in these games? Well, absolutely. Kaylee's hugely important to us. We were really unfortunate against Wisconsin that she wasn't able to play in the second half. She got sick in the first half and had to come out and wasn't able to play in the second half and is fine now, was back in training today. But obviously that's a pretty significant loss for us. And and Kaylee's a great leader, a great player, obviously has a storied history here in Waco, could play anywhere on the field, currently plays in the back line, but we could use her up front. If we could get a couple other kids healthy, that would really help improve our attack. And so she looks good. It's just a matter of her being healthy, which typically she is, and I imagine she will be this weekend. Um, you're right, Ashley Merrill's doing really well. She's come in and give us, given us an immediate attacking threat. We need to help her out and have a, one or two other players be dangerous as well so she's not getting double teamed, which has happened a little bit in the last two games. Um, and she's adjusting to the level very quickly, as I expected that she would. Um, and I assume over the next couple of games we're going to see her dial up the intensity because She's a kid that's always looking to try to score, and if she doesn't over the course of a game or two, she's going to try to find a way to change that. Uh, Maddie's a great leader, has played. She gives us a lot of stability and a lot of consistency in the midfield and understands the game model and the system, Um, and then just her experience, and she has just a calming personality, and so that brings a lot of composure to the field for us. And um, Overall, I mean, those three are really playing significant roles, but we have some key young players, our, our twins, Hallie and Hannah, um, are playing in the back line close to 90 minutes apiece right now and really 
doing well, and we're excited. They're learning and adjusting. They're still 18, and a lot for them to learn. But um, we've got some other promising players even coming in and making a difference off the bench. Uh, Gabby, who I think will likely be in the starting lineup this week, is another player who brings a lot of composure and calmness on the ball, which we could use in some of these big moments. So happy with a lot of them. We need a couple players to step up and be dangerous in front of the goal. Calming on the ball. I like that because you're known as someone who uh, uh, stresses possession style, you know, possession of the ball, and then have an attacking style. And so that kind of calmness and not letting, you know, the pressure or whatever get to you has to be a big deal. Now, for people that haven't seen you coach in person yet, are you, you were just talking about somebody having a calming personality. Is that your style on the sideline or do you get, uh, do you get pretty fiery during games? Yeah, I don't know that I'd describe myself as calm. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm a bit of intensity, and I think the girls have probably come to understand that at this point. Uh, very competitive in nature, and so, um, you know, it just comes with the territory. I think, you know, my last few years at DBU, I spent a lot more time seated as we had established our playing style and were dominating at a much higher level. And so here I'm back up off my feet a little bit more, directing a little bit more, as there's so much that we're just trying to learn. I'd like to eventually make my way back down to spending a little bit more time seated. But, um, you know, I think calmness is important, but so is uh, being a motivating factor and helping these girls stay fired up. And that comes a little bit more naturally for me. Um, I think my assistant coaches are calm. And so they provide that balance that uh, helps us give the girls what they need in, in whatever moment. Well, it's um, it's 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 going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait to watch. Um, I, I'm kind of uh, after our conversation last night. I was like, man, I got to dial in on this season and not just wait till conference. So, um, Florida. By the way, what is uh, we kind of know UNC and their storied program? What is what are, what are you expecting from uh, from Florida in this matchup? I mean, Florida, like anyone else we're playing right now, is is challenging. They're difficult. They're tough, but they are kind of in a bit of a rebuild. At the moment, they had a coach that came in last year, was only there for one year, and then they replaced that coach, brought in a new coach. And so they've had a drastic kind of turnaround in the last two years in coaching philosophy and playing style. And so I think they're trying to calm back down and and kind of rebuild things. But I know they've hired a really good coach over there. Similar situation to me. They brought in a female head coach from the Division II ranks who has a tremendous record. Um, and is just a high-character individual. So I know that they're going to be organized, they're going to come out competing, and they're going to want to get a result on the road as well. So we know that uh, though it's a winnable game, there's, it's certainly not a guaranteed win, and we're going to have to work really hard, and we need key players to have good games for us. Um, but they're going to be in kind of a similar position as us. Both teams have threats and can be dangerous, but both teams are going through a transition period, so it can be vulnerable in, in certain moments. All right, and which of these um, uh, your players that are out right now will, would have probably the most uh, immediate impact when they uh, return, would you say? Marissa and Taylor are immediate impact players if we can get them healthy. Um, Marissa would start in the back line, and it's just a game changer instantly. Uh, Taylor would add a needed attacking threat, uh, 1v1 ability and goal-scoring ability, as well as you know, she's in her fifth year, so a lot of experience competing at this level. So we've got a couple of freshmen that I think could come in and help, but those two with their experience and their ability to come in and start right away could could really help fill in some places where not we're, we're not struggling, but we need to be a little bit better. 
Yeah. Well, we'll we will be watching, and um, I I really appreciate it, Michelle. It's been great uh, getting to visit with you, and excited about the season and where this program is headed. And and uh, it's just going to be fun because I think the more games y'all get under your belt, the more they're going to kind of play your style and adopt that and all of that. And and of course, you're learning you're you're learning how they play, and they're kind of learning your style along the way. And of course. As you know, some of this doesn't totally uh, gel until you get in some of these battles, and then it's it's like everybody figures everybody out. So it'll be uh, it'll be fun. I appreciate you doing this. Oh, absolutely, Matt. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. You bet. There she goes, uh, Michelle Leonard, who uh, came to Baylor after just a tremendous run at Dallas Baptist, and there have been several coaches at Dallas Baptist that Baylor's had their eye on over the years. Michelle's one of them. And uh, they were able to uh, to bring her in. And, uh, again, Paul did a really nice job over the years. But uh, Michelle's going to come in, bring her style out. This may be I, – I don't know. I don't really sense this as a rebuild as as much as a transition season and, and, and getting everybody on the same page, uh, building her culture, what she demands and expects from everybody. And uh, – I, you can just tell this is not someone to be trifled with. Uh, Michelle is uh, is a tough-minded individual, and it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And again, she's going to let these uh, the training dictate who plays. This is not going to be one of those situations where um, where it's just like okay, we're we're going to this is our set lineup. Now, if if they're just going great guns and winning like crazy, yeah, you stick with it. But early on, I think she is going to kind of tinker with things. In fact, I was looking at these starting lineups, Aaron, and, man, there were several. One, two, three, four, maybe five lineup changes for the second game. And so she's looking at different things. The twins she was talking about, who I mentioned earlier, uh, Hallie and Hannah Augustine, uh, Augustine, uh, that that'll be uh, they'll be fun to kind of watch them together. And uh, Aaron, I don't know. Can you bench one of the twins? You got to keep the twins on the field. And they did start in both of those games. And then of course uh, these games coming up, they've got Florida. They're happening at, at uh, UT in Austin at a neutral field site there, and uh, and then UNC. And you guys were trying to guess the question earlier. Everybody was participating. But I don't think anybody has gotten it right. It's uh, two free sandwiches on the line. Folks, there is something called Google. Uh, if you want to try that, we had some one person guess 40. That seemed a little high. How many national titles have the UNC women won? 